Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Try to imagine how Mary Magdalene and the other women felt after that Good Friday. No one had ever loved Mary like Jesus had. No one had ever treated her so kindly. And no one had given her anything the way that he had. And he had, didn't even want anything in return. This made her and the women with her love him even more. And more than that, they had all put their hope in this Jesus. They believed that God sent him to deliver them from the hands of their enemies. And now their hope was gone. When they saw Jesus die on the cross, I bet they thought that God had abandoned them. Have you ever felt like that? Do you ever find it hard to get out of bed in the early morning? Do you ever find it hard to put one foot in front of the other because you wonder sometimes, what's the point? I've heard a lot of people of all ages wonder, why am I here? On the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb. It was early Sunday morning. These women woke up early, not because they were happy, but because they couldn't sleep the night before out of grief. They missed Jesus, the way that a spouse misses the one who passed away. The sun was beginning to rise. The Passover was over. So the women met together at their designated spot and they walked to the tomb. They weren't gossiping about the events of the week. They weren't chatting about the weather. They just walked. <coughs> they walked to the place where their hope was buried. In fact, their plans were to adorn their grief with spices that they had prepared. Their plans were to take care of their dead. No, these women did not go to the tomb of Jesus with any sort of expectation at all. After what they saw on Friday, they had absolutely no reason for hope. Their hope was lost. You know what? We can all relate at times. But when they got to Jesus' grave, they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. This was an odd thing. In fact, they were just wondering who was going to roll the stone away for them. And here it was, already rolled away. What was going on? They probably didn't have much time to think about anything else. But for a moment, they were distracted from their grief. It wasn't necessarily a good distraction or a bad distraction. It was just something they didn't expect and it caught them off guard. Has that ever happened to you? 
You have your mind fixed on something, a plan for the day. Maybe your mind's fixed on grief. Maybe it's a task that you're setting out to do. And all of a sudden, something catches you off guard. That's the type of thing that happened to these women. When they saw the stone rolled away, the things were not as they had expected. So they had to check it out. And when they went into the tomb, they did not find the body of their Lord Jesus there. What? Where in the world could he be? Why didn't they tell us anything? They knew we were coming out here. Where did they put him? The ladies were further distracted from their grief. And while they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and they bowed their faces to the ground. Let's stop right there. These women were no longer sad or depressed. They're now frightened. This means one thing. They still value their lives. When you're frightened, you feel a threat to your life and you want it protected. This tells me that if these women were wondering, what's the point of life? It was partly answered right there. There is value in life itself. Living is a gift. It's a gift that we cherish and do not want it taken away. These women were frightened. But the message that they would hear would change how they felt in very short order. The men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise. You see what these angels did? These angels directed the women to the very words of the Son of God. These women went to the place where Jesus was buried with sadness. They went to see Jesus, and they were directed with these words. And they remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told all the things to the eleven and to all the rest. Their sadness, their distress, their depression, and their fear was replaced with, what if this is true? It was replaced with hope. What type of things are you dealing with this morning? What burdens did you come here carrying? Are you finding it hard to sleep because of sadness, distress, or pressures from this world? Do you find it hard to get out of bed and put one foot in front of the other because your depression is because, is, has become too much to bear? When you came here this morning, what were you expecting to see? Whatever it was that you expected or didn't expect, 
Let me leave you with some promises from God. If in this life only we have hoped in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. But in fact, Christ has been risen from the dead, the first fruits of all who have fallen asleep. Jesus lives, my friends. This is a fact. And because he lives, you have eternal life. Wrap your mind around the promises of God and listen to some of the promises that we have because Jesus lives. God tells us, Behold, I create new heavens and a new earth. The former things, they shall not be remembered or even come into mind. The things that make it impossible for you to move forward, those things in your life that are right here and you cannot see around, they are not even going to be remembered in the place that Christ has promised for you. That is a promise. But be glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, God says, I create Jerusalem to be a joy and her people to be a gladness. This verse is talking about heaven. In heaven, everything, everything, everything will be a joy. And each one of us who trust in Jesus here on earth, we will be, the Bible says, a gladness. I don't know about you, but right now, I am not always a joy to be around. I'm not. But in heaven... I will be a gladness to God and others, and so will you. That is a promise that God's word gives to you this morning. And God himself says this, I will rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad in my people. No more shall be heard in the sound of weeping and the cry of distress. God will be glad. Through Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, God is glad in me. And I will not cry before him anymore when I enter into heaven. And God, my friends, is glad in you. We always approach God thinking that there's something that we have to coax him into liking us <laughs> by our good behavior, by whatever. But Jesus died for your sins. He is risen and God rejoices in you. He looks at you and rejoices. And there will be a day when you will never cry again. You can read the rest of the, these promises in our Old Testament reading. But know this, these promises are made possible because, in fact, Jesus has been raised from the dead. 
Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all hope is not lost. I don't know what burdens you in your lives this morning, but you can leave as these women did with God's word of hope and knowledge of a risen Savior. Alleluia, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia.